Hey guys, this is Joe with Straight Bassin Podcast. I just had an awesome interview with Hookup Baits. Uh, Chad from Hookup Baits, he was an awesome guy. Um, went so well. Unfortunately, there was a couple times where it did get glitchy, the podcast. Tried to clean it up as best as I could. And rather calling him back and being like, hey, we got to do another hour all over again. Like, just bear with me. It's still a great episode, man. Um, unfortunately, it did happen, though. And I try to clear it up as best I can, but unfortunately, it didn't happen. Still great, though. You can still hear him perfectly fine. Um, it just kind of jumped a little bit here and there. Um, don't know what happened. It just did it. And it jumped in a couple spots. Other than that, great episode with Chad. Go check him out. Hook up baits. Awesome, awesome company. So without further ado, I'll let you guys start listening in. Hey guys, welcome back to Straight Bassin, a Texas fishing podcast. Today, I'm super excited that we have a special guest, Chad from Hook Up Baits out of San Diego, California, joining us tonight on the episode. And he's going to go over everything, talk fishing, talk about his awesome baits that he has. And I can't wait. Uh, Chad, I'll just let you take it away. Tell us how you got started fishing and how everything came about, man. Well, a pleasure having you on the show. I, I greatly appreciate it. Um, I basically, I've been fishing all my life. It's been part of my life. All of my life since a little kid, and uh, and uh, it just you know eventually grew into a a job, uh, to a career, and you know owning a business in the fishing industry. You know, all you know every fisherman's dream, I I guess you know. So definitely, definitely. So, but it, yeah, so, I mean, it started with trout fishing as a kid. Uh, you know, freshwater trout, rainbow trout here in Southern California. They stock up the lake. Uh, starting in October through April, um, so it's basically you know fishing stock trout. Is, uh, you know, actually take, teaches a lot of technique, a lot of fight fishing, and uh, you know when they first come out of the truck, they're easy to catch. But you know after you get all the dumb ones out of the way, then it takes some finesse and some know-how to get the rest of them to bite, kind of thing. And yeah. we got the Sierras here. Yeah, I spent a lot of time up in the Sierras catching you know stock trout and the native trout up there. And it's all been food jigs ever since I was a teenager. I've been pro staffing for some small jig company or another. And uh, and then fished a lot of trout water, worked on boats as a teenager, you know. And, and uh, I've had a couple friends that their dads had freshwater, I mean, saltwater boats. Went out with them you know, every weekend of the year, all through my teenage life, pretty much. And uh, so, and then you eventually just turned the, the two jigs that I started with freshwater into saltwater and bay fishing and they just absolutely kept everything and it shows by the success of the company is just the baits are very versatile they catch everything and it just took off from there yeah I mean I grew up too trout fishing man and uh, I grew up in Northern Cal uh, uh-huh. as a kid so grow like I would hit the Sierras too and uh like, I would fish Don Pedro, like the inlet of Don Pedro. I don't know if you know where that is or not. But, uh, yeah, yeah we would, we, me and my dad would hit that up a lot too. And Rainbow Trout, I mean, that was, that's what his go to thing was. And it was awesome. And it does teach you a lot. Um, definitely. I mean, that's what I loved. And then once I moved to, uh, 
Southern Cal. I kind of got more into bass fishing and then uh, would go out on the gale force a lot with my cousin and uh, go out to Catalina and stuff like that, get calicos. And uh, it's kind of funny. Like, I tell people out here in Texas, like, oh, yeah, I used to go, like, calico fishing. And like, what the hell is that? And I was like, it's it's saltwater bass. And they're like, no. What are you talking about, saltwater bass? And I was like, no, it's calico bass. You got spotted bass and sand bass. And, you know, it's it's they're in the ocean. They're in the harbors. And I, and I would have to constantly, like, tell them, look up Google and look at it, man. Like, it, and it's a fun fish to catch. And now everybody, like, that I talk to that are my close friends are like, dude, we got to go out to California. We got to go calico fishing. And I, and I think it's true. Like, there's so many baits out there that make that transition from, you know, salt water to fresh and fresh to salt. And that's what I think. It, it gives it more of a variety of a look to a, a new fish that hasn't seen that before. Yeah. I mean, a fish is a fish, really. It comes down to it. It's fresh water or salt water. They all think alike. They all relate to structure. They all eat cuttlefish. Um, you know, basically, you know, just bass that eat anything that you put in their mouth. And it's, you know, a fish is a fish. It don't matter if it's fresh water or salt water. You might have to change up the, the, the treats a little bit just because of the aggression of the saltwater bass or saltwater fish compared to fresh water. But, you know, it's just, it's it. It's, I don't, in my opinion, there's just really no such thing as a freshwater and a saltwater bait. I mean, it's, I mean, if they're used correctly in both areas, you should be able to catch both. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, there's some little that do it better than others. But it's, right. it's, it's, it's really cool to see that, you know, and, it's, and then, you know, you're saying the saltwater bass thing is really funny, too. Is, you know, I used to take it for granted. You know, I used to, I've been fishing the ocean all my life. I mean, we catch calicos and sand bass and everything else. But I mean, you know, like everyone else, I mean, tuna and yellowtail fishing and kind of stuff. And, right. And it's just recently to when I got into, you know, making my own baits, the hookup baits, that I started getting into tournament saltwater bass fishing and really getting into bass fishing some more and, and you know, researching them and realized, you know, the calico and sand bass only live, you know, from, you know, not quite up to San Francisco, but, you know, Ventura to, you know, Central Baja. That's the only place they exist in the world. Yeah. And uh, I've never really recognized that. You know, I never thought of that. So, so like what you're saying, you go to Texas, they have no idea what a calico bass is. <laughs> yeah. that, exactly. That makes it even cool. That's, that's, that's like our thing. That's our stuff out here, you know. And, and um, they're, they're awesome fish to catch. And, you know, in just the last, you know, Ten years or so, they became really cool and fish to catch, and really, you know, what people thought out. You know, that's the main focus is bass fishing, saltwater, and like that is mine is right now. That's my thing right now. Yeah. You know, mainly because of the tournament fishing, and because they like my bait so much, and just make it fun and you know easy to target. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, if no one has checked out hookup baits at all, they need I don't know they need to get on it quick because these baits are great i mean you got that three eighths ounce uh the medium mint i would do mm-hmm. that thing looks so good man as, oh, yeah. w- as well as the crab the red crab dude i mean man it's a yeah i mean that's kind of funny i made the red crab you know we got the pelagic crab or they call them tuna crabs or the red crab they're, they're out here they're, they kind of range in the same areas as far as i know it's like where the, the bass do they from central california down mid baja or so um, and they're out, they're along the coast, sometimes they're in the bays, sometimes they're way off the 
the coast, you know, where the pig pelagic fish was. So they're kind of, in the last few years, they're kind of found everywhere around here. So I made that red crab bait to mimic those. And, you know, it's one of our top selling baits. It's, it's really catching fish like crazy out here. Yeah. But then I do have guys using them in Texas and, uh, you know, other places where the red crabs don't exist. And it's catching fish there, too. You know? So it's just, you know, a lot of fish love the red color. You know, up in the Sierras last week, trout fishing, that red was really hot for the trout. So yeah. <laughs> it's like... It's just the color of fish react to everywhere, it seems like. Definitely. But, um, but yeah, we have, uh, you know, 11 different colors, and, uh, and uh, I think there's 10 different sizes now, so, you know, we have a pretty much, we, we what we say, we've got everything covered from crappie and trout to tuna and yellowtail and everything in between, so. Yeah. Um, I've been to both coasts, um, and been up north to Canada, been way down south to Baja, and the baits work absolutely the same everywhere I've been. And uh, we have a lot of people in Texas using them for the speckled trout and redfish, doing very well with them. Uh, kind of keeping it a secret, I think. And uh, the same thing with the freshwater bass fishing. You know, so I've actually had one of my good friends come to visit his family in, in uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, his family fishes out there, and he showed them the hookup bait thing, and they were like, holy crap, what did you bring with you? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he outfished all of them. And uh, so, you know, it, it doesn't matter where you go. Yeah. Been to Florida, caught tarpon, redfish, you know, pretty much every inshore thing you, you know, game fish in, in Florida with them. Um, a lot of guys over in, like, Maine and uh, in that area, the, the New York area, using for stripers and then the, um, the bluefish and uh, what is the black bass, I think they have up there. They have those oh, all yeah, over yeah. there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, up in British Columbia, Canada, which is absolutely deadly for the ling cod, halibut, big rockfish, and salmon. You know, I watched that. I watched that episode that you had with the with the angler, the angler chronicles. Show. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, and uh, I, because when I moved, I was like, okay, like I still gotta have like my my fox sports, you know, and stuff like yeah. that. So th- I, you know, I pay for that extra because I was like, I still gotta know what's going on. And Angler's Chronicles came on, and it, it was a great, that was a great episode, man. And then uh, I heard about so when you, as I've done two of them, there's the one with just me and Sergio, and then there's one with a girl. The one with just you and Sergio. That's okay, the one. yeah. So. We did, there's a second episode where we took our, our girls with us, as like a start, uh, kind of showing the, taking uh, your wife or girlfriend up with you to the resort as doing it as a couple thing. Uh-huh. And the fishing was even better then. We caught some very nice fish on that one. Got to catch that one. Yeah, that's crazy. So, you guys are you guys are putting in some work, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, resorts up in Alaska now that yeah. I mean, we just talked to them the other day, and they say every guide in that walks out of the resort. This is one of the bigger resorts at Kodiak area. Mm-hmm. That every guide that walks out of the resort panics if you don't have at least two four ounce hookup baits on the boat. <laughs> they are absolutely the day savers, you know. They use all their regular stuff and everything, and if the fishing's tough or if they really need to get a couple fish on the boat, they put a four-ounce uh, hookup bait on, and it gets the job done every time. So they've been buying a ton of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, from the looks of it, I mean, these grades work great. I mean, and my my cousin actually started using them. Uh, he, he picked up a couple the other day, and uh, he was telling me about the action. I haven't got any yet. I just know what's going on from, because when I moved, 
it was start it was started small. I heard about hookup base, but it wasn't like a big thing as it is. And it was kind of like uh, it's kind of like a, you know, saltwater thing, uh, SBS, SWBA, you know, that was it. Yeah. And now that I know that it's so versatile, and it catches so many fish, I'm just like, okay, I gotta get my hands on it now. My cousin got it first because he lives locally, you know, he's able to do that, and uh, he's liking it so far. And he and he just does freshwater, and he goes to the wall right there, a little bit. Yeah. But it, it's good, yeah. man. And I think, oh, it, yeah. I think, like your like your friend, you know, he moved out here from California to Texas, and there's actually a lot of guys that moved out from out west to come here, and they're yeah. bringing all the baits mm-hmm. with them, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're bringing all the baits. I, I remember, uh, like I talked about on my previous uh, episodes, I was bringing like the, you know, six inch Huddleston, and there was people that were like, "What the hell is that?" You know, when you're bringing that out here. And then you know what? Like I remember, I broke off a one of my spros, uh, like the I think it was like the BBZ one or something like that. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, I broke it off. I'll just go to Bass Pro Shop around the corner and pick one up. I walked into Bass Pro Shop and there was no swim baits. And uh, I asked him where they were, and he pointed to a corner and it was just like a small little little shelf of Kitex. And I was like, yeah, I need something better than that. So, uh, cause I was used to the one in Rancho, you know, that has everything, yeah, <laughs> but it, it, it was pretty funny. And then trying to, trying to go between, you know, what different stuff to use out here. And it's always, uh, always a, a cool thing to learn new stuff. And like right now, my biggest thing is like getting into like reading topographical maps and, uh, oh, yeah. like, positioning fish and trying to fish offshore using my electronics. I mean, electronics are everything. And yeah. I, I heard you talk about that, you know, fishing SBS. You fish offshore structure a lot. Yeah, there. yeah. It's kind of where we changed the game up, it seems like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we just finished our third year with the SBS uh, saltwater tournament. And, uh, you know, when we first – the first year we started – we're fishing all deep water structure. That's where the hookup baits really do their magic. You know, they, they get hit on the fall. They have really awesome gliding motions on the fall. And so you're fishing deep structure. That bait just comes gliding into that face of that bass sitting on the structure. They eat it every time. You know? So that's really where the baits are most effective. So we targeted deep structure, and it's uh, just like you're saying, reading uh, a lot of topo maps and uh, using your fish finder, you know, in conjunction with your mapping system and all this stuff and positioning, it's all, I mean, most of it's boat position. Just catching using the hookup base is kind of the easy part. It's all boat positioning. Right. And we're on lots, you know, by ourselves, basically, maybe there can't be one or two uh, people out there with us, you know, so we, we ended up getting anglers of the year through the series and we ended up winning the championship our fifth year. And then the next year, we seen more people out there, and a lot of them were using the hookup baits, and you know we did still did well. Um, then uh, we just finished our last year just now, and we ended up uh, third in the series, but won the championship again. And now half the field is out there fishing deep water structure with us. <laughs> <laughs> the the best. Oh God, I love that. Um, I the reason why I laughed that it was like last week I was out fishing, and uh, I was sitting. I had like a like a marker buoy I threw out and I was fishing a brush pile and then out of nowhere this guy just rolls up on me and uh he's like hey do you mind if I fish it with you and I'm talking like I'm in like 55 60 feet of water you know like it, it's gonna be hard mm-hmm. to find this spot and like I, I didn't know what to say and I didn't want to be a total dick 
just because of the fact yeah. that you know he was he was an older guy in his 60s 70s you know so i was like man i was like go ahead <laughs> i was like go ahead you can fish it man i'll just go find a new a new pile go for it <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's gonna happen. I mean, I I I never have a problem with it. You know, I have my raft boat and everything else, and it happens to me all the time. It's just it's fishing. As long as the portion's being cool and like you said, like that guy asked us at least ask and you know, and they're not being too pushy or crowdy and stuff. I mean, it's gonna happen. And yeah. it's just part of the game. You know, you gotta deal with it. Exactly. So, it's tough. I mean, that's one. That's one of my biggest pet peeves, though. Like, I remember uh, I was fishing Castaica at a tournament. Uh, I was fishing top sticks, and they got that. Mm-hmm. They got that stupid roll with like fifty yards or whatever. But no one gave yeah. a shit about that just because of the fact that Castaica was so small. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it was kind of nuts to butt to people on boats. You know, like I felt like yeah. like six boats in one cove. But you know, there's you can't be throwing over everybody's line. And it was it was a tough tournament, but it was fun at the same time. So, I enjoyed it. Uh, I do miss fishing California, though that's for sure. But Texas, though, uh, Texas is a different story. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never got out there and fished yet, but it's, I see you guys catching some good fish out there on my bait. So I mean, I'm, I need to get out there. That's one place I haven't hit. You know, I went north, south, and I went all the way to the east coast. I just haven't hit the Gulf Coast yet, and that's yeah. really on my bucket list. I want to go get some, you know, some big reds and stuff. Oh yeah. I finally caught my first uh my first big red down there in Louisiana. I'm always gonna talk yeah. about it, you know, because that, that was that was my first time ever fishing for reds or speckle trout. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've caught reds and speckle trout. I just haven't caught the big reds. That's why uh, the, the big reds, you know. That's oh, why yeah. I wanted to get some of those guys out of Louisiana and all that. So. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's definitely a, on the to do list within the next year or so. Yeah, definitely come yeah, down. Let me know. If you know anybody's looking for a guy that has some bait that's still fishing with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll go along with it. Uh, well, <laughs> the cool, and the cool part about San Antonio is, yeah, that's where I'm located at, but uh, we got uh-huh. we got Calaveras and Broading, uh, two freshwater lakes. Uh, back in like the 70s, 80s, um, there used to be a lot of bass, and that was like two of the biggest bass lakes. In- yeah, it's like maybe a day or two days of- Traveling around that water, so uh, it's pretty cool. Catching all kinds of different fish, and you never know what fish you're going to catch. It's going to be freshwater or saltwater, you know. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I liked about brackish water too, because like we were out there in uh in Louisiana, and we rented a house out there, and it was like a it was like an inlet, I guess, like marsh. I don't know. I'm not a Cajun, so I don't know all the terms for it. But uh, <laughs> I was out there, and like we were catching like gap top. Gaff top bite was sick. No, but uh, um, we were fishing that, and then we would catch like you know freshwater, you know bass, and that was that was cool just to be off the dock just fishing, and uh, yeah. that was my first time actually fishing that brackish water, and my first experience with it, because I'm used to the coast. I'm used to clear water, that's cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The coast yeah. down here, it's it's not it's not so cold. It's more lukewarm than anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's all good down here. So. It's uh just <laughs> um I got shit in the brain. Sorry, I just dropped my phone. <laughs> oh. Um, making my rounds today. Uh, the cat just dropped my phone. But yeah, anyways, just uh 
fishing, fishing. Well, it's, you know, it's all about the bite, and it's, uh, you know, you'll never do it all. That's what's the fun thing about fishing. You'll never catch them all. You'll never learn it all, and it's uh, you know, something you can keep learning every time you do it. That's yeah. the most important thing, and that's what I love about it. Yo, definitely. So do you have any sponsors right now that you're working with? Um, not really sponsors. It's, um, you know, we, we mainly concentrate on, on our own stuff. I mean, um, you know, we've been in business for four years now, and it's, uh, it's going strong and just keeps on keeps on growing and it's, you know, just because the bait's so effective. Right. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm on the Shimano Elite program um, and just, you know, stuff like that. Just, you know, yeah. Um, we got you know small a couple few small companies here in uh, SoCal, you know English Clothing and uh, and uh, Fish Bombs. You know, mm. They mainly sponsor our, but I have like call my Grom program. It's where I take kids out fishing every every month. Oh, that's badass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you know, the sling the Grom is sling for like kid that has a passion. You know, started with surfing and then skating. Now it's really worked its way into fishing. So. That's basically a definition of a Grom. It's a young kid with a passion of whatever he's doing. Mm-hmm. So we we call it the Grom program. And I started it uh, almost two years ago now, and it's just to reward the kids that are out there doing the right thing and being respectful and out there just fishing their butts off, you know, and reminding them, reminding us older guys of what we used to be when we're their age, you know. And, yeah. Right. And it's it's just so cool, and I just wanted to reward them some way, so I put together a Grom program and all they gotta do is just tag hookup baits. They don't even need to be using hookup baits or anything. They just to show that they're out fishing. Oh, that's all that matters cool. is out fishing, not playing a video game. Right. Tag, so <laughs> tag hookup baits so we see it. Then hashtag Grom of the month so they know they're interested in the program. And uh every month I I pick a kid. You know, it's usually him and two or three friends and a dad. Mm-hmm. And I take them out on our team boat, the hookup bait team boat, for a you know a day of fishing of their life. You know, and we usually get out there and catch you know a lot of bass, halibut, yellowtail. You know, just whatever bite next time. We usually always catch a lot of fish. Yeah. And uh, these kids just to see the stoke on their face, it's super awesome. You know, it's it's uh, we've had that going for a couple of years now, and we have companies that sponsor that program. So when the kid shows up, he has a big bag full of swag from all these companies, you know, <laughs> that yeah. go along with it. And then I just, uh, I think three months ago, I just started the same kind of program, but for uh, veterans. Um, oh, that's uh, awesome. From, that's you know, awesome. Yeah. You know, guys that have been either wounded or suffering from uh, PSP or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that, you know, whatever, they, they get messed up in their head kind of stuff. And then fishing just really helps them with that. So, actually, it's a uh, called the Hooks and Heroes. So if you're interested in this, look up Hooks and Heroes Project mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, they're the one that put it together. I just supply the boat and the day of fishing, you know, and all the baits and stuff for it. So, mm-hmm. so I, I left it up to them to, you know, it's, he's, it's a military guy that, that puts it together. So I'll leave it up to him to find, you know, pick the four guys that's going to go every month. And, uh, and I, I just supply the boat and park them on fish. It's that's cool. Pick up bait, you yeah. know. So that's been going really strong too. And we got sponsors, kind of thing that's sponsoring that now too. So that's a gray beard waterman and uh, that's that English English clothing is also sponsoring that one. So. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm actually doing the same thing out here. Uh, Cover six mm-hmm. outdoors. Um, 
I'm taking me and my buddy and another buddy of mine. We're uh, we're gonna go to Medina Lake and we're gonna take about eight guys fishing, part of this vet group, and it's the same setup. And uh, they reached out to our Facebook group because I'm a, I'm an admin on a pretty big Facebook group out here called Alamo Bassin, mm-hmm. and uh, they reached out and immediately within like I don't know five minutes, I said send me all the send me all the information, send me how many people you're gonna take. And I will be there with boats in hand. They just got to jump on. You don't got to pay for anything. I'll take care of the rest. So I got that coming up at the end of the month, and I'm pretty excited for that just to get them on the water. That, that makes me feel so good. I know it makes me feel good. I, I love those two trips every month. Are my, two, my two favorite trips every month, you know, just to put people on fish, you know, either kids or, you know, guys that surf our country, you know. It's just, you know, there's nothing better than that, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. And I know you're part of a CCA too, right? Yes, well, I'm not part of it, but I'm a I'm a promoter of it. The president out here, Wayne Soto, he's a really close friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we help we help each other out as yeah. much as we can. But yeah, it's a you know your local CCA. They always got that's the only one fighting for us nowadays. So <laughs> right. Got to the business. Right. Yeah. So I always support the people that are gonna keep our sport alive and well. That's, that's a given. Yeah, I mean, how I feel about CCA, I'm, I mean, I'm a member, and it's like, how I feel about it is everybody loves to fish, but no one gives a shit about the fishery, really. It's, you know? Yep. So, for them to do what they do, I mean, it's it's great, you know? Yeah, you, you need somebody sticking up for us. You know, you got these people that want to end fishing forever, you know, because we're, we're poking holes in the poor fisher's lips, you know? So <laughs> you need... We need somebody out there fighting for us. Right. That's who's doing it. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But definitely, um, it's awesome to even have you on, just talk. I mean, the ground program that you have going on, I mean, there's, I know I'm going to adopt it as much as possible. I take kids fishing. I mean, if I see somebody out there on the on the launch ramp just looking at me and they're just fishing off the, off the dock, I ask them, like, how long they're going to be out for, and if they tell me, like, you know, four or five hours, I'm like, dude, just jump on my boat, and let's go, you know. That's awesome. I mean, that, that needs to happen more often out here, you know. <laughs> it, it, has, it has to happen everywhere. I mean, the only way you can keep, help a kid out and take him fishing, do it. I mean, that's the future of our industry. That's the future of, you know, our sport. Yeah. And, you know, it, for a while there, it, it got really – it backed off a lot, you know, and it's really nice to see that fishing's becoming the cool thing to do again with these kids, you know, so, so you know, it's looking good right now, but, you know, there always could be more. Yeah. You know, gotta, gotta keep fishing cool. <laughs> exactly, and, I mean. All, know, if you can help a kid catch a fish, that makes it even cooler for us. Yeah, and I, th- and I think what's helped them, too, is, like, the whole, like, uh, YouTube, Instagram, um, you know, you got the brands like, you know, Salty Crew out there. Uh, they're actually, mm-hmm. I see guys out here wearing Salter Crew, which is pretty badass, you know? Yeah, that's so cool how much they blew up. It's just awesome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but to keep that influence going in, in fishing in the industry, you know, because I remember at one point when I first started, like, if you would try to talk to somebody, you know, even when I was a kid, they would, you know, either blow you off one or tell you some bullshit too. So... I never really had an influence, you know, outside my dad with somebody taking me fishing. And that's what mm-hmm. I try to, that's what I try to, you know, take up on my own part and try to get as many people as I can to go. And I'll have everybody 
I've already had maybe 15 to 20 guys uh, hit me up on, like, direct message. Hey, can you take me? I'm like, yeah, dude, no problem, you know. Just all I ask for is pay me, like, 20 bucks just for gas or just for the launch yeah. fee. That's all I care about, and we'll go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, as long as it's not costing you a fortune, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I know out there it, it costs so much to launch now. I mean, last time I was out there was, like, 30 bucks for, like, Pyramid or Cascade, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, said, luckily in San Diego, all the launch ramps are free in San Diego County. San Diego is great about that. But, uh, you know, the gas isn't cheap. Yeah. The maintenance on the boot isn't cheap, you know. So uh, we have our big hookup based tournament that we do every year. I mean, last year was the first year we did it, and you know, we captured about 200 anglers and got killed, like, in a week. And uh, so this year we're trying to double that, you know, at least. Um, so it's going to be a really big tournament this year with a big raffle and everything else. And last year, 100% of the proceeds of the tournament, half of it went to CCA and half of it went to Wounded Warriors, that's the San Diego program they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, it's just because all the kids were taken out and all the veterans were taken out now and everything else. And we, you know, all that 100% comes out of our pocket, you know. So, it's, uh, so this year, the Hook a Bait tournament is funding the Grom program and the Wounded Warriors pro- or the, the Hooks and Heroes program that we're doing now so we can continue mm-hmm. you know, hopefully make it a couple times a month or so you know basically we already almost doubled last year I took 36 kids out this that number this year so it's like <laughs> we're we enjoy doing it so much we're doing it even more but it's you know it's getting expensive so yeah. this year's Hook a Bait tournament is funding those two causes you know the causes that we programs we started you know and been funding up until just now so hopefully we can raise a little money and we'll, we'll be able to double who we take out fishing and you know get them stuck stoked on fishing yeah is that tournament just a uh, just boater or are you doing like boat kayak bank we, we try to involve everybody there's a, a, a box and docks or shore and or shore and docks division then there's a kayak float tube paddleboard division and then there's a boat team division. That's the four people per team on the boat. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we, we kind of included everybody on that. So Holy shit, that's and a lot of anglers. <laughs> it's a big thing. It's a lot of work putting together. But, yeah, like we're going to have a tournament. They're going to be big, and we want to involve everybody. You know, kids especially are, you know, there's, I think there's kids fish for next to nothing. Um and, uh, you know, there's kid division in each division, so there's kids and adults. So, yeah, it's, it's a big deal. And then, you know, all pretty much all our tackle shops we, we that carry our products sponsor, you know, the, the tournaments and then plus other people. So the raffles usually at the end of the day is super huge. Mm-hmm. So, and it, we keep it cheap, you know. And we did, last year the, the Tor- Tortino Sausage, Tortino Meats sponsored the tournament, so all the food was free. It was like sponsored by them, so that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and they we thought we were like going to do that again this far this year. So I mean, it's it's a good day. We can get down to San Diego on I believe it's October fifth. <laughs> you know, we're in San Diego area. Uh, come be a part of it. Oh, definitely. Uh, I only got to, I only got to fish San Diego once, and. Uh, just it was just the bay. We went out right to the mouth of the heart, like right to the mouth of the bay, and we were catching halibut right at the point. So, uh, uh, San Diego Bay or Mission Bay? Uh, San Diego. Yeah, San Diego Bay is a great fishery. Yeah, I mean, so. 
And I caught a couple calico out of there, too. <laughs> we got all three bass in there and held it. It's a great fishery. Oh, yeah. It, that was fun. That bay in my backyard, that, that's the testing ground for hookup baits, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, then you're good. I mean, you got everything covered pretty much. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So do you got any, like, funny uh, – Funny rookie mistakes. I mean, I know you got a boat. There has to be a couple of them, or at least one, where you were like, <laughs> "Like, oh shit, you know, I shouldn't have did that today." You know? <laughs> um, remember that the last podcast I did, they asked the same question. I'm trying to go through my brain, and it's just I, you know, safety's first always, you know, and it's, I don't know, stuff happens. I, I can't. I really couldn't remember like a mistake that's just like, oh crap. You know, kind of thing, but I've done things that were pretty nuts. You know, and, and I'll share the same story I did on the last podcast I did with the we. I it was my boat I used to have. Uh, I don't know, probably eight, ten years ago. I had a twenty-five foot walk around, and we'd hit Catalina every weekend on that thing. Mm. And then on the way back from Catalina, we'd troll across the Avalon Bank or just mid-channel troll for sharks. I used to do a lot of trolling for sharks, you know, midgos and stuff. Why we clean our fish, you know, while we were throwing fish stuff out and blood, and we got a couple baits trolling, and we catch perch almost every time. And I had this new downrigger I wanted to try out, and so I put a downrigger on, down with a bait, and then, like, we've got a big old shark rod down there, you know, with a three out reel on the other net. Put it in this little flimsy plastic bottle that was part of the, the downrigger, and figured, oh, hopefully it holds kind of thing. <laughs> and sure enough, you get a double hook up, you know, I grab the first rod and give it to the guy and he starts crunching on that shark and just out of the corner of my eye, I see the downrigger ball, like, you know, it'll release and go slack for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then, then load up. I've seen it release and so I look over at it right as it loaded up, it just shot out of that rock, that little plastic rock. Oh, <laughs> shit. And so, you know, all I seen was a $500 rod protruding in the water and just without even thinking about it, I just dove in the water after it. <laughs> and, and you know, the boat's kind of still in idle, you know, blowing, and we had the evening wind, you know, blowing behind us, you know, mid-channel, between <laughs> Catalina and shore. Oh, we wow. had the double hook up on sharks, and I just, without even thinking, I just jump in the water after the rod, and, and you know, I, I'm a really strong swimmer and can hold my breath, you know, really good, so I was determined to catch the rod and just following the, you know, I could see it, just, you know, following the bubble from the rod as it go, and I could see it, and I slowly catching it, slowly catching it, swimming, swimming, swimming. I finally reach out and grab the end of the rod. And right as I, you know, I pull back on the rod, I feel the rod tug a couple times, and stop. Oh. Luckily, the shark came off right at that point. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool, I got my rod, you know. And then uh, I look up at the surface of the water, and I'm like 20 feet down. I'm like, I'm like down there. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I was going to make it to the surface carrying this big shark rod, right? So I'm swimming and swimming and swimming. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to have to drop this rod to make it to the surface kind of thing. Right. And uh, I finally, you know, I get to the surface. And, it, you know, you get to the surface and it's like the biggest cast of air you ever have. You know, once I get to the surface, I'm like, whew, got it. You know, and I was like, stuck, got it. And I look, yeah. and that boat is like at least 100 yards away from me. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was swimming one way. The boat kept pushing the other way. And... And it was my brother was one of the guys on the boat. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I got my rod. You know, and they're just still looking at me. Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? 
And I'm like, okay, Jeff, give me. You know, come get me. So anyway, finally pop out of it, turn the boat around, and come and get me. And my brother, you know, as he came up to me, I'm handing the rod, and my brother was looking at me, shaking his head, saying, you crazy mother. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we've all been there before at some point. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it, uh, you know, some, that's and we ended up crazy. Still catching the other fish. It was like a you know sixty pound bait, but we found the other rod. So we ended up catching that. I got a picture of it. I'm Damn. sitting there poking one, holding the shark. <laughs> hey, you know what though? At least you got one in the boat, and you got your rod back. You know, that's all. That's all that matters right there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the only story of like, what the heck? Or was I thinking? You know, that that popped into my mind, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Minus like the plug or something like that, you know. Yeah, it was a plug. I never had a problem getting the plug out. I mean, I, I don't know if I've always had dry boats. I never had to pull the plug out. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. Like the boat I have now, I, I've never pulled the plug on it because it's, when I do pull the plug out, not, nothing comes out. You know, so I've never, never even had the habit of pulling the plug on my boat, so I never had that problem. Um, and just, I don't know, it was just, you know, of course there's engine problems and that, all that bullshit. I did sleep at the cabin. I do still cabin and do the squid thing at night and sleep back in the morning. And we did wake up one morning and the, we had no battery. Oh, yeah. I've did that <laughs> <It's> before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The boat, the motor turns over just barely, but just not enough to start. And you're like, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we, uh, like, we're, I went fishing and, like, this lake is all, like, uh, if you're on if you're on the water you're fine but once you go offshore it's like private property so uh get on shore and then i realized okay you know i don't want to get in trouble like i'm gonna spend the night you know so i just threw out the anchor uh i was fishing all day too and uh fished into the night and i was like okay you know what i'll just spend the night on the water and i already had food in the boat so i was like cool uh wake up in the morning and before i went to sleep I, i remember having my bilge pump running you know, just to make sure I got everything out, and then, and I was only, like, maybe six, seven feet deep, you know, and, uh, anyways, I woke up, and everything was off, so I was like, oh, okay, cool, you know, I turned it off, because that was, like, one of the first things, like, did I turn it off, did I I not, go turn the boat on, barely clicked over, like you said, I mean, and then I looked, Mm -hmm. and I seen my switch was on, and I was like, oh, shit, like, this is awesome, so, uh, called Tow Boat US, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna need a tow." <laughs> yeah. If you're going fishing anywhere in the salt water, you gotta have a one of even one of those tow boat uh, places. You know, it's well worth the money. So definitely, that's, that's a good one. Definitely. I mean, that. I trust me. I'm I'm gonna bring an extra battery next time I do that. Cause that that's one of the things I like. <laughs> I want to get more into doing is like going overnight and just staying. All the way till the next morning yeah. on the boat, you know. So yeah, that's that's one of the things I need to start going out and doing. Especially like, it, it's a little harder now. I I got kids now and I got the wife and you know trying to spend time with them and trying to fish at the same time. It's a little hard. So yeah, I got through that part of my life. It's just me and hookup baits now. Yeah, <laughs> I go out fish so much. Yeah, it's <laughs> hey, more power to you, man. Trust me. Uh, eventually, yeah, eventually I'll be there. And uh, my son, he, he's three, and he just every time I come home, there's some days where he's like, "Dad, let's go, let's go to the park." And we got a little <laughs> pond down there at the park, and catch like little 
little bluegill or like sunfish, you know. So I'll take him down there, and he he enjoys the crap out of it, man. And it's awesome. Yeah, as long as he's learning to go, you gotta take him. Oh yeah. Gotta do that. I'm am just dreading when he gets like 14 or like 16 in that range, and he's like, "Hey, uh, let me take the boat." And I'm like, "I'm gonna I don't know what I'm gonna do when I get to that point." <laughs> so like, grades have to be good or something, you know, like just to take the boat. Yeah. <laughs> well, it all depends on the type of human being he being he turns into being at that time. You know? <laughs> right. It, it, it could be a no brainer, or it could be like absolutely no. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because, I mean, the cool part is, too, like, I'll come back from, like, a tournament or something like that, and he'll, you know, the wife has him out there in the in the driveway, and he's watching me park it, and then I'll be like... You can order from hookabaits.com, or there's, you know, we're up to 40 shops now and, and rapidly growing. Um, we rather you buy them from the tackle shop, you know, just, uh, but, um, you know, if you're somewhere where you just not buy it, you know, we have a list of tackle shops on our online at hookabaits.com that you can go to and find our products. Um, if there's not one by you, you know, we'll be happy to sell them to you through the website. So, and then uh, also on the hookabaits.com, there's instructional videos on every technique you can use. You know, for trout, bass, uh, yellowtail, you know, you know, top water fish, bottom fish, fishing kelp patties, fishing rock cod, fishing what we call a double rig where you fish two baits at one time. Um, rod and reel selections, line selections. I mean, we got instructional videos on all of it. We try to cover everything. Awesome. Um, so you know, check out those. On uh, it's, it's, you can get the link through our website to our YouTube page. That shows all those. Plus, we have a lot of really cool uh, fishing footage on our, our YouTube page. So that's the Hook Up YouTube page, Hook Up Base, Hook Up uh, for our website, and then Facebook would be Hook Up Base and Instagram Hook Up Base. Awesome, awesome. That is cool, definitely. Um, uh, it basically comes down to if you're out there and using hookup baits or thinking about your hookup baits, we want to help you catch a fish in every way possible that we possibly can. That's our mission. Mm-hmm. That's, and, you know, that's you great. The, give you the more double day out fishing. That's what we're all about. That's awesome. I know your motto, too, is uh, don't blink on the sink. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's just the design of the bait. Is just uh, you know, my when I I spent two months designing the bait. I mean, it's like two months, ten to fifteen hours a day for two months when I went into design of that bait, of the hookup bait, and it's a lot of swimming pool fishing time and you know in the pool watching it swim and and, and different cuts, different plastics, different lead heads, just you know full on scientific mode. I had an idea of what the bait needed to be in my head. I had it for about five years before I even made one, and I was determined to make it do what I wanted it to do before you know I ever went into business with it. And I, it, it was a passion of mine to make it do what my what I had in my head, the vision of the bait being. I wouldn't stop until I had that, which is a bait that gets bit on the fall just as well as on the retrieve. Uh-huh. You know, there's there's baits that get hit on the retrieve and get hit on the fall. There's very few, if any, baits that get hit equally well both. Both and that's that's and I knew that the only way to make that kind of bait was to be a tube bait, um, but just modify it into you know, something that that does that. And that's that's I put a lot of work into to design the hook of bait to do just that. So that the don't blink on the sink is because it gets bit so well on the drop or on the sink. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we came up with that little slogan. 
Um, but it actually it works very well on the retrieve too. So <laughs> yeah, are you? It doubles your bite time. You know, usually you catch out and you wait for a bite as it's sinking, or you're waiting for it to sink so you can start your retrieve, or vice versa. You wait for it to sink and then you retrieve is kind of wasting time. Right. You can get this in on the sink and the retrieve. That's what makes it very versatile, and it's that way you can use it everywhere. You know, you can use it top water. You can use it, you know, bouncing along the bottom. You can fish structures, pilings. I mean, it's very effective in any way you want to fish it. It's effective. You know, that's what makes it so, so work so well. You know, mm-hmm. and so easy to use. There's no wrong way to use it. <laughs> that's another one. Very good for beginners and women. You know, getting kids and women into fishing. It's a basically the best thing in the world for that. Perfect, because no one wants to touch like a live like, you know, shad yeah, or like a live anchovy or anything like that. You know, or dead bait or any of that. It's just and it's action. You're actually doing something. You're not catching on a bait and sitting there waiting. You know, you're actually fishing. You're doing something, and you're getting fit. And you're like I said, there's no wrong way to do it. So <laughs> you just really get it in the strike zone. It's gonna get bit. Right. So it's a great it's a great tool for getting people into fishing. You know, because of that. That's awesome. And you're using, are you using owner hooks, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, everything's made, everything's made with owner hooks. Um, so, you know, it's, I designed this bait. I wanted everything. <laughs> um, I made everything with top quality. I want I try to look up the best hooks. You know, owner hooks have a great name behind them. So I use all 100% owner hooks. You know, I, I looked up, I used a lot of different plastics. Um, used, you know, the highest quality plastics I could find. Um, it, you know, it burns very clean and and everything. You know, we don't even have to wear uh, gas masks in our, our shop. You know, when we're shipping all the plastic because the plastic is so um, such good quality. Uh-huh. You know, and just uh, just everything about it is just quality. It's the time that we put into making each and every bait. Every each and every bait is made like tuned to work how they're supposed to work. You know, so it's a lot of effort. It's made into these baits. So and all the way through the packaging. All right, we make quality baits. We gotta have quality packaging. So from start to finish, everything's quality with these baits. You know, from Definitely. the hook to the, to the end to the end product, the packaging, and then to our customer service. I mean, we we have plenty of employees now that work at baits, um, and we fill all the trips. Um, and like I said, I, once a month I'm out visiting almost all our stores. You know, just uh, personal relations, making sure everything's good with them, and you know. Making sure they're happy, so it's just you know it's a good old American company yeah. uh, trying to do things right. Well, that's what I mean. I I pride that on you know just just to affiliate you know with yourself you know just to have it being made in the U.S. Not having to go out like overseas or anything like that. And I think that's what a yeah. lot of a lot of big companies now just miss out, you know, and oh, yeah. don't that's keep it in house kind of. You're not going to get the quality. I mean, we've had investors come to us about, you know, doing that kind of stuff and everything else, and we bring the family. Like, no, we, we make it here. Um, it, we, you're not going to machine make the quality that we make here in the region, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just how it is. And, and you know, the only thing that, you know, the eyeballs come from China and the hooks come from Japan. Everything else is 100% U.S. made. Right. <laughs> <laughs> everything back here. <laughs> yeah. So that, that I mean that's that's great though. I mean owner is a good company. I mean they make stout hooks. I mean I throw nothing most of my hooks I mean I use Gamagatsu for uh for nose fishing. But as far as like mm-hmm. swim bait heads and stuff like that, it's all owner. 
you know, beast hooks yeah. or like flashy swimmers, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, and they're a good company to work with, too. I mean, the base laid out guys in California here, too. They got a big uh, supply area, you know, distribution here. So, awesome. they're easy and easy to work with. Awesome. That's, that's sweet, dude. Just to have everything right there, you know, so close by, you can just, you know, drive up to if you need to, you know. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. It it makes shipping quicker. Yeah, definitely. Next day. <laughs> and, it, and you actually get to meet and know who you're talking to when you're ordering hooks and everything else. So, you know, they're all, they're, they became friends of ours too and stuff. So, it's always a good way of doing business. That is, that is, that's great. I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad your company's going so well. And like I said, I've heard it was going great, you know, when I left. And now that it's grown so much more, I mean, that's awesome, especially. It's starting to go more in the Northern California, you know. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going north really rapidly, um, all the way to Alaska. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're starting to go out to Texas and the East Coast more and, you know, that kind of thing. So it's just it's going to keep going. We've got some really big things in the works right now that's going to uh, – <laughs> no, I can't let out of the bag, but it's, yeah. it's, they're going to be they're gonna be huge. <laughs> so, awesome. Make sure, just, make sure you get a patent for that one too. <laughs> <laughs> it's only just keeps on rolling. Right. Yeah, we do have we do have three patents on this bait. Uh, that's my business partner Jojo. He you know he takes care of all that part of the patents and the, the money and all that kind of stuff. Right. So it's just it's a fifty fifty on. She's you know she's my girlfriend and she she does the business side of it. I do the promoting, the design, and the um, production of it. So that's awesome. Um, that she's got awesome. three patents on the baits now. So, yeah, it's it's pretty well protected. They they did a really good job with the patents. So yeah, uh, it's all ours. Did they start uh you started making uh replacement bodies too, right? Yeah, yeah. We just came out with that about three months ago. So good replacement bodies, and that actually took a lot of work. And a lot of people were demanding for those for a long time. And it's like the way they're they without understanding the way they're made, it's really hard to make a replacement body for them. And so, you know, the one of the first problems we had to take care of the demand, the original demand of the baits, you know, with the baits that we're making, the demand was so high we couldn't even have time to make replacement bodies, first of all. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, but then I had to make new tooling to take care of the original demand first, you know, to make more at a time. Got that done. Then I had to make retooling, so we had to color them slightly different for them to be replacement bodies, you know, so that in the, so I had to make tooling for that. And then we had to change our process a little bit, you know, flip things around where, you know, where one step was second to last step, now it's the second step kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot to it to make replacement bodies. Um, we, we finally got it done, and, and uh, they're, they're doing really well. People are very happy with them. That's awesome. That, that is good. And on the, on the last podcast that you were on, uh, I, I don't care if you say this, Cast and Crank, uh, Nick, he was talking yeah. about, like, are you going to make replacement bodies? And I was like, damn, you know, that that would be a, a really good idea. And, the, you know, you said yourself, though, it's not going to make it – it's going to get bit, you know. Yeah. Not having a replacement body, somebody else is going to be putting that body on that's not n- going to know what they're going to do. You know, there's yeah. so many different ways to rig up your bait, you know, and it's not going to be that exact hookup bait form the way it's set mm-hmm. already. Exactly. The original baits that come – with the baits, the heads in them and everything else, those are going to have to be absolutely perfect. I mean, 
you'd be surprised how hard it is to train somebody to sit ahead and fight every single time. Oh, yeah. You know, and then they have consumers expecting consumers to do it right every single time. You know, it, it's not going to happen, but, you know, it's, it's all, I, all we can do is make instructional videos of what to look for and how to do it and, you know, the, and, you know, what to look for. The two most important things is make sure the head's always in as far, you know, to the end of the body and then make sure the hook's straight in the cut. As long as those things are done, that bait should get fit, you know, but, um, so, you know, that's one of those things is if they rig it wrong and start not getting bit, you know, they're going to think, oh, these baits don't work. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. didn't rig it right, you know what I mean? So, that's a chance you take, but, you know, hopefully most, it seems like most people are doing well and people are catching fish on them, so right. that's not, people are, you know, doing it right, so. That's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, just a funny story about rigging r the wrong way. Uh, we were down there in Grand Isle, and we cut one of those uh, speckle trout open. Inside the stomach of the speckle trout, there was a swim bait, you know, on a head, and it was turned upside down. No, yeah. I was like, dude, what the? <laughs> I was like, okay, awesome. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, this oh, was a good. dumb one, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've spent my life fishing swim baits before hookup baits and it's just you know that's so important it's like so many people rig a swim bait wrong and, and it's not going to get bit if you don't rig it right that's just <laughs> the way it is yeah, yeah I, I, I actually good. saved it I should take a picture and put it up on my Instagram because that was, that was <laughs> the funniest shit I've ever seen I was just like wow you know <laughs> yeah, that's, that's whoever had that probably snapped it off and that stuff probably sucked it off the bottom yeah. in his gut yeah, that that was, that was pretty funny though. That was one of the laughs. I mean, because we were, it, I think it was like, we were we were pretty uh we were three sheets to the wind to say the least. So when that when we cut that fish open and we seen it, we just started rolling. And then I pointed out, I was like, dude, it's upside like it's backwards. I even rigged right, and uh, that's when it got even funnier. <laughs> but uh, that that was awesome. Again, uh, I'm gonna wrap it up. Uh. Go go look yeah. up hookup baits. Uh, great guy Chad. I'm sure he'll answer any of your guys' questions that you have. Uh, just hit him with a message or something like that. Um, yeah, just hit us hit us on the website or either one of our social medias, Facebook or Instagram. It's most of the time it's me answering questions, but we do have uh, social media people too that you know help out and stuff. So awesome. we try to get to make sure we answer everything. So. Awesome. That is great. Again, go check them out. Hookup baits, great baits to get. Um, definitely gonna be gonna be a great bait bait to add to your arsenal. Um, yeah, especially out there in Texas. Oh yeah. This is not letting it be a secret no more. Yeah, I mean, especially we got we got the bull run coming up pretty soon. I think it's like end of this month sometime, somewhere around there. So they're gonna start running. I know that mullet's about to start running down there. So yeah, everything's going to be I know okay. down there in the Gulf Coast, they like that white with a little cartouche tail. Well, I made the replacement bodies. I made a bait just that color, and that was mainly kind of for that Gulf Coast area. I know there's some real popular color over there. Oh, yeah. I like the yeah, the, the white. The pearl with a pearl with a uh, it's called pearl with glow tail. It's glow, but it's cartouche. Awesome. Well, go check it out, y'all. Trust me. Get on this. Get on the, the hookup bait bite, that's for sure. <laughs> so. That's awesome. And, and uh, good luck with your podcast, man. The, the, the podcasts that are coming out now, they're really cool. Yeah. I, mean, I love it. You know, it's, it's, 
I do. I know. You know. I'm driving to San Diego up to Orange County, LA, all the time, and I listen to podcasts the whole way up and the whole way down. It's it's awesome for driving. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's so much too of the fishing industry that there's so many guys that know how to fish that have so much knowledge, and that's what I want to showcase, especially here in Texas. You know, like there's not a lot of people in the country that know that there's different fish, like in the Gulf Coast versus the west coast or the east coast you know so to showcase yeah. that to showcase the largemouth fishery that we have down here um mm-hmm. the local anglers that we have that put in so much time and effort not even at lakes i'm talking local creeks that you gotta like machete your way into to get to these bodies of water like <laughs> that's what i want to showcase man and, and just like something different you know not your typical like big time shows like the Ike Live and stuff like that, you know, just local stuff. And yeah. after listening to Nick, you know, Cast and Crank, he was local with, you know, Long Beach. Yeah. And that's what I want to bring to, to Texas. And Yeah, it's a great idea. We need more of that, you know, nationwide. Just, you know, exactly what Nick did with Cast and Crank and then you know, what you're doing. It's, it's, it's great for our industry. It's, 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 it's spreading, spreading the love, you know, of our sport. Definitely. It's, it's awesome. And, uh, and I commend you on that, and good luck with it. hope oh. it takes off for you. Oh, I appreciate it. I mean, and, and everybody, too, like, they're hitting me up, and they're like, do you, are you trying to do it for money or anything? I'm like, no, dude. I just, I love, I'm passionate about fishing. I love fishing. And to share that with other people, why not? And that's awesome. You know? I'm not, I'm not trying to get rich, man. Trust me, I ain't making nothing off this. I just want to <laughs> meet people and talk about fishing, dude. <laughs> that's what yeah. I want to do. <laughs> that's awesome. So. Well, thanks for doing it, man, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. Oh, anytime. Uh, be happy to have you again, definitely. I know. Whenever you need to fill a spot, just let me know. All right, for I, sure. I'm always, I'm always game for talking fishing. Oh, definitely. I mean, <laughs> I think, I think we talked. Uh, I think we talked about yeah, 57 minutes so far. That's about game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad. Well, I appreciate it, man. Again, y'all stay tuned. Uh, next episode is actually going to be with line cutters. Um, I'm meeting up with them and uh, line cutters. We're going to do an episode at the convention center at uh, Freeman Coliseum. So everyone stay tuned. I appreciate it, y'all. Take care.